Looks well smart. <laughs> no, that's great. It's lovely to to be meeting more and more people and uh, getting to know you all and uh, smashing to see people at the front there and uh, really start, start to get to know one another. Hopefully we can do that uh, a bit better uh, as we go on. I'd like you to turn to Romans chapter 16. We are, as Dan said last week, we're uh, starting this little series of the one another's in scripture and there's lots of one another's and they're really, really important for us as a church to really sort of like, uh, not just read, but apply to our lives, because that's how we are, that's, well, that's how we are, church, together, without the one another's, we're just a bunch, we're just a rabble, and actually we're quite negative people without the one another's, with the one another's, that's where you include God, and you allow his Holy Spirit to, uh, to, to, to mold your life, so this is one of those readings where, as a pastor, you want to give it to somebody else, because it's full of really peculiar names and you don't really, you know, you don't want to make a mistake and read one of these names wrong. But actually, this particular reading has also got a couple of familiar names in it as well. So, uh, so let's just read Romans 16, uh, verse 1, and we're reading up to verse 16. It says this, Our sister Phoebe, a deacon in the church in Sinetra. There you go. We've got an elder called Phoebe. There you go. God bless you, Phoebe, if you're watching this morning. Receive her in the Lord as one who is worthy of high honor. Help her in every way you can, for she has helped many in their needs, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila. They have been co-workers in my ministry for Christ Jesus. In fact, they've risked their lives for me. I am not the only one who is thankful to them. So are all the Gentile churches. Please give my greeting to the church that meets in their home. Greet my dear friend Epinetus. Got that one right. He was the very first person to become a Christian in the province of Asia. Give my greetings to Mary, who has worked so hard for your benefit. Then there are Andronicus and Junior, my relatives who were imprisoned with me. They are respected among the apostles and became Christians before I did. Please give them my greetings. Say hello to Amphilatus, who I love as one of the Lord's own children, and Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and beloved Stachys. Give my greetings to Apelles, a good man, whom Christ approves, and give my best regards to the members of the household of Aristopolis. Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet the Christians in the household of Narcissus. Say hello to Tryphena and Tryphosa, the Lord's workers, and to dear Persis, who has worked so hard for the Lord. Greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. And please give my greetings to, this is a difficult one, Asyncreus, Philegon, Hermes, Patrobas, Hermas, and the brothers and sisters who are with them. Give my greetings to Philophagus, Julia, and Nerissus, and her sister, to Olympus, and to all the other believers who are with them. Greet each other. And in my version, it says in Christian love. In your version, it might say, with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ 
send their greeting. Now, in recent weeks, from the beginning of the year, really, we've been talking about how we create the right environment for the Holy Spirit. And I have to say, the band this morning really did a brilliant job, and you could really sense the Holy Spirit. And we've been looking at the difference between the Old Testament temple, which was a building, to the New Testament, where the temple there is you and me. It's, it's us, the church. The church either gathered together or scattered wherever you are. And Paul uses the picture of Christians being built together into this living temple. Peter, when he writes his epistle, he calls us living stones. In 1 Peter 2, verse 5, Peter says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, I've got a little prop this morning. There you go. It's my trowel. It's not brand new. It's mucky. I've used it a few times. Patio, garden wall, that sort of things. So, Dan introduced this short series uh, last week. And um, so we're looking at the one another's. I want you to imagine that um, a bricklayer building this temple and uh, each one of us being a brick or a stone in that temple. And if you're going to build with bricks, well, you also need mortar. You need mortar to put between those bricks, to join them all together. This is what the one another's are. That's what all the one another's are. They're the mortar that joins you and I together in love. We're all joined together by that. In fact, you might be thinking, well, surely, Andy, it, it's love that joins us all together. And, and you'd be right. But the one another's are ways of defining that love, putting that love into action, showing how that love really works, joining us all together into that strong building that we call the temple of God, the living temple of God. It's not a building, it's us, it's you and I. And so we see in our reading from Romans 16 that Paul is sending out his greetings to fantastic people, fantastic people in the church there at Rome, life group leaders, Worship team, youth leaders, food bank volunteers, people involved in the ministry. It's really interesting to see how many women leaders he actually... People think that Paul has a bit of a downer on women being leaders and church leaders, in fact, he doesn't. You read Romans 16 and you start reading through all the women that led fellowships in their own homes. It's, it's quite amazing. And then he says in verse 16... Greet one another with a holy kiss. Who would like a holy kiss right now? One or two. Interesting. My wife didn't want a holy kiss, which is interesting. <laughs> but not very many of you. Not very many of you. And that's interesting. It's pretty difficult right now, isn't it? It's pretty difficult to give people a, a holy kiss. It, it might not be appropriate. In fact, it probably isn't appropriate right now. Well, we've made a little video, a bit of fun. It's not prescriptive. It's not what you should or shouldn't be doing or anything like that. But we've made a little video about 
the different ways in which people can greet one another. So just watch this little video and have a little chuckle to yourself. How are you doing, mate? Oh, no, sorry, man. Look at my distance, bro. Alright, mate, no worries. How are you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm good, boy, mate. Alright. Alright. Hi, young me, Doug. Hi, I'm Kirsty. I'm Andy. Pleased to meet you. We'll be doing a bit more of that in a few months time. so uh, it's interesting because when I'm when I'm out on the pavement before service and I'm greeting you all as you arrived I don't know who comes to Derby City Church or, or who doesn't at the moment I'm not familiar with everybody's face so I'm just greeting everybody that passes and there's some strange people like <laughs> looking at me and I'm saying oh good morning going for a going for a, an arm bump and everything like that and people are like shuffling on pretty quickly but uh, but yeah that's funny the Apostle Paul wrote to three churches set in three different cultures with the encouragement to greet one another with a holy kiss. He wrote to the Romans, he wrote to the Corinthians, he wrote to the Thessalonians. Peter also saw that it was important. He says, greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all who are in Christ. Here's my points today, just three very quick points. The first point is, we need to express affection in some way. Two, we need to express sincerity as we express that, that affection. And thirdly, we need to overflow with Jesus. It's not just for in here, it's for out there as well. So, what about we need to express ourselves with affection? Kissing is a great way of expressing, expressing affection. I dare say that um, we would all probably like a kiss, if done the right way, each and every one of us. But equally, probably all of us wouldn't like a kiss if it's done the wrong way. And, um, you know, that's, that would be, that's built into us as human beings. But Paul repeatedly uses this term, holy kiss. And there's a big difference between a holy kiss and one that's not. When something is holy, it's given over to God. It's given in his name. It's done in the right way. So holy kisses are good, but kisses of any kind 
are neither recommended at the moment or appropriate in these strange times that we're living in. So what are we to do about that? What, what can we do about that uh, as the church? Well, do you know what? We could be literalists and we could fundamentally disagree with our government and the scientists that back up our government and claim our right to practice our religious faith how we want to and how it's exactly written in scripture and yet it seems to me that if if we're living if we're living stones all joined together with love that's made up from all the one another statements then all the one another statements joined together also should be joined together we should take them all into account when we're applying just one of them we can't just magnify one of them and just hold to that one we need to see how they all join together and that's the same with all the scripture you know you can't just take one verse out of context and use that many people have done that and come a cropper you take scripture and you balance it up with other scriptures that's exactly what we should be doing with the one another statements so mark chapter 9 verse 50 says this be at peace with one another don't start causing trouble just for the sake of it because you're standing on some kind of principle Romans says pursue what makes for peace and for building each other up be completely humble says Ephesians and gentle and patient bearing with one another so in the current climate of any personal closeness uh, quite sensibly not advised sometimes people are quite understandably uneasy about shaking hands hugging kissing even so applying Paul's instruction in isolation uh, is not something either we or I believe Paul was seeking to do in that way what his message to the believers then and to us now is to have genuine affection for each other find a way find various ways of expressing that affection if a warm kiss uh, was a good way in better times then let's find in these infectious times creative ways in which we can show affection equally powerful ways of showing affection don't I don't want to give you a, a, a prescriptive list of things you could could do or you, things you couldn't do we've all got God we've all got his Holy Spirit in us God's a creative God what I would do is encourage you all to find alternative creative ways and do them don't just think about them do them show affection in different ways point two we need to express sincerity showing affection towards one another is only powerful if it's done in sincerity Jesus spoke of the father looking for worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth the people who are sincere in what they believe and in what they do and how they apply that and I'm thinking particularly of Acts chapter 3 right now where Peter and John they meet meet a man unable to walk he's at the he's at the city gate he's begging Luke includes little details that show us that Peter and John were very sincere in how they dealt with that man. He says, 
Peter and John stopped and they looked at the man and they said to the man, they invited the man, look at us, look at us. I want you to imagine that. They're three little words that make a huge difference, especially to the guy who was in that particular situation. They were showing sincerity to him. They gave the man time and they gave him attention. I, I guess that that guy had been there perhaps begging for quite some time. And the number of people who'd scurried past didn't even want to look at him. He was a bit of a disgrace. And they didn't want to make eye contact with him or anything like that, particularly probably because they didn't want to give to him. We have it in, in our city. We have it in every city in the country. And it's really easy to just scurry on past and not give someone just a little bit of time and stop, value them as a person, and ask them, make eye contact with them. That is showing sincerity. He'd probably been begging all his, wife, all his life. Such a degrading effect on people day after day after day. Anyone's self-esteem would be damaged in that situation. And he probably felt so bad about having to beg. He probably was a, a proud person at, at one time, proud in the right way. And he no longer had that dignity to look anyone in the, in the eye. But Peter and John began to reverse that. They began just by simply stopping looking at the guy, inviting him to look at them. They began to reverse this. Three short words, but loaded with kindness, gentleness, sincerity. They could have said, and what their actions were, were, you're worth it. You are valued. That's exactly what they were saying in their actions. And we need as Christians to find ways of showing that to people. You're worth it. Don't matter what your situation is. Don't matter whether you find yourself. Don't matter what you're going through. Could be mental health problems. It could be all kinds of illness. It could be begging on the streets. How do we show that sincerity? I had the pleasure of visiting Derby City Mission this week. Phil Morton showed me me round, and it, it was a lovely, lovely visit, and great to meet some people in the staff. Katisha was there, and. Uh, it was brilliant to see the care that they are showing towards people of our city that have found themselves in a homeless situation. They're giving time. They're giving attention. They're expressing sincerity. And the message behind it is you, whoever you are, whatever background you're from, whatever circumstance has fallen upon you, are valued. You are worth it. That's Christian love reaching out that's one of the one another's that's the mortar cementing everything together listening is also one of the best ways to express sincerity when jesus met bartimaeus who was also begging to survive because of his blindness jesus could have stretched out his powerful hand and healed him straight there and then instead jesus asks bartimaeus quite a ridiculous uh, question really what do you want me to do for you well he's blind of course he wants to see but Jesus gives Bartimaeus the attention and the opportunity to speak and Jesus is listening to what Bartimaeus is saying that's powerful you might not think that you're a great speaker 
You might not be all that articulate, but you might be a brilliant listener. That's showing sincerity. You might speak too much, and you might need to practice not speaking and concentrate on listening a little bit more. And if you do, you'll be learning how to express sincerity. Caring for one another is wrapped up in all this. Ephesians 4, 32 says this, everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Last week, we showed a, a, a great little short video showing Solomon expressing care to people like Roberta when he arrived on her doorstep. And we saw Roberta expressing care for the people that were visiting her by writing the names down so that she could remember what their names actually were and who, who they were, just to thank them and, and honour them. All these things, care, listening, time, attention, they're all as powerful as a holy kiss. They're a different way of giving that holy kiss. We are doing it as a church. We are doing it. And we need to continue doing it and be all the more creative in ways that, you know, in, the, in these times, they're not the easiest ways. The easiest ways would be just to kiss somebody. But we have to be inventive. We have to be creative. But we cannot stop doing it because it's so important. Finally, greet one another with a holy kiss is a way of overflowing with Jesus. Acts 2, verse 43 to 47 says that they all gathered together as, as disciples. They regularly met in each other's homes. They shared their possessions with one another. If anybody had a need, somebody could say, I've got one of them. Oh, I'm building a wall. Hey, I've got a trowel. Do you want to borrow it? I don't think there were cement mixers in there those days. But anyway, you know, it just helped people out. And people were even selling fields and land and property and coming and sharing it out so that no one had a need there. That was an amazing thing. It was attractive, so attractive that the Bible says that people were added to their number daily. The people that were getting saved every single day. Why is it that we've got into the habit of only expecting people to get saved on Sundays in church? Why is that? You know, we should be attractive with Jesus, overflowing with that love, using the one another's to really affect our neighbours and our, our friends. The early Christians were overflowing with Jesus. The natural was happening when they shared things with each other and the supernatural was happening as well. Signs followed, signs and wonders were performed amongst them. John 35, 13, 35 says, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, if you show that love. And we can be sure that those early believers were creating the right environment for the Holy Spirit to do what he wanted to do because that's exactly what's recorded in the whole of the book of Acts. They were applying the one another's in creative, sincere, and Jesus-filled ways. So, how can we step up to this? How should we greet one another? Well, Dan helped me with this. Uh, so I do want to honour him, because it says honour one another. We were, 
We had a bit of free time together this week, so we, we played golf. I'll not tell you who won, but, but I'll tell you who lost quite heavily, actually. But anyway, there you go. He wins me at table tennis. But uh, I told him, I said, I'm struggling with my sermon this week. I'd rather, you know, I'd, I'd started it, screwed it up, chucked it away. Started it, screwed it up, thrown, thrown it away. And, and I told him that I was struggling. And Dan said to me, well, how did Jesus greet people? Brilliant. Brilliant. How did Jesus greet people? Jesus did everything that we've talked about this morning. But two things he frequently said when encountering anyone. He said, peace be with you. And he also said, don't be afraid. You know, if we go about things in the wrong way, especially at current times... Even in greeting one another, we can take away a person's peace. We can make them afraid if we're not careful. We need to be mindful of that. We need to find ways, sincere ways, of applying the greet one another with a holy kiss exhortation. Does the way we, I greet people enable peace to be with them? Do I overflow with Jesus in that way? Does the way I greet people allow them not to be afraid does it give them a bit of confidence you know we're trying to work hard in creating confidence in bringing you all together you know in socially distant ways it's not it's not the it's not the way we all want we all want to be together we want to be rammed in here we want people to be singing and everything like that and pray god soon we will be like that but not at the moment we're trying to be sensible we're trying to apply the one another's. If we carry these thoughts with us into the week, we will be applying the mortar of love of the one another's and we will be building each other up in the most holy faith. Let's do that, shall we? Let's do that. Let's be mindful of the one another's. Let's apply them. So let's pray right now. Father, we thank you that you have given us such amazing instruction on how to apply your love and your message. And in times, right from the being early Christians, right up until present day, there's been various things that have happened that have caused restrictions in some way or another, and probably... Christians have felt cut off from being able to express their faith exactly how they wanted to. And yet, they have pushed through. They have stepped up. They have applied creativity. They've allowed your Holy Spirit to illuminate their minds and and go out of their way to show what it is to greet one another, to show sincerity, to actually be people overflowing with Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that it would be the same for us today. Lord, that we would use, Lord, the, the brains that you've given us, Lord, the, the love that you've given us, the passion, the creativity to do things in sensible, peaceful, enabling ways that don't make people afraid, but draw people closer. And God, we pray, Lord, that it would be the case in our day, Lord, that people are saved Monday, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and yes, Lord, on Sunday, please. But God, we pray, Lord, that as we build one another up, Lord, that we would be attractive people, overflowing with Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.